Uh, let's turn quickly to Ephesians chapter 3, verse 20. And I know we've eaten well, and uh, I can say we are satisfied. We're full. And uh, you can't tempt a, a, a full man. You can't, it doesn't matter how good the steak is. If you're full, it's not, not going to tempt you. Uh, so I'm just going to, that's why they put me up here last, you know, a little cherry on the top of it maybe. <laughs> and just say a bunch of things you probably already know or scream. You know, I can't just say them. Someone said, I'm a communicator. I said, well, I'm a preacher. When they say I'm a com- communicator, that means they don't scream. I scream. Come on, when they win, when they score the the, the t- winning touchdown, you know what? When they they almost score a soccer goal in the World Cup, they don't communicate. They scream. Shout unto the Lord with a voice of triumph. Hey, I still believe there's. It's a little foolish sometimes by the foolishness of preaching. Yeah, hallelujah. Ephesians chapter 3 verse 20. Now unto him that is able to do exceeding abundantly above all you ask or think according to the power that worketh in us. Amen, I know you know that scripture, but he's able to do exceeding abundantly. Also Ephesians chapter 6 verse 12. Ephesians chapter 6 verse 12 Another familiar passage of scripture For we wrestle not against flesh and blood But against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this world Against spiritual wickedness in high places Praise the Lord Uh, Just for a few minutes or maybe a lot of minutes I want to talk to you on the thought You cannot measure a miracle You can't look at your neighbor and say you can't measure a miracle Come on, look, to you, uh, look at the other neighbor and I'll say it like you believe it. You can't measure a miracle. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Lord, we love you. Thank you for all you've done in this wonderful camp meeting. Every word that's been spoken by every great man of God. Uh, thank you, God, for your faithfulness. And as we come to a conclusion, uh, we pray, Lord, that your spirit, God, would once again move into this house. We are not content to leave in the same manner in which we came, but our hearts are hungry. They are thirsty once again uh, for our faith to be built, uh, our hearts to be encouraged, uh, our lives to be challenged and changed. Uh, I pray now that you would anoint me from the top of my head uh, to the soles of my feet to deliver with confidence and boldness uh, to the very best of my ability the word of God for this evening uh, in the wonderful name of Jesus. uh, And everybody said in Jesus' name. Come on, say it like you know who he is. In Jesus' name. Amen. Why don't we give God a great big praise? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You can be seated. I have a young lady uh, in my, uh, attends my church. She's one of the, uh, the translators there. We translate some of our sermons. Most of our services are translated uh, in, in multilingual, bilingual. Uh, English, Dutch, Dutch or English, and uh, she's very intelligent, studying uh, neurology, and uh, she's currently doing research for a company uh, that's part of her schooling, uh, and, and she was telling me the different ways that they study the brain, and right now they're studying these, uh, these mice, and she's the, 
the individual, the person that will take a mouse and uh, put it on this, I don't know, contraption-like thing and start spinning that mouse around, stop it and uh, slice its brain open and see what happens when you spin a mouse around and cut his brain open. So that's, I like to communicate with her because that's kind of weird. <laughs> and uh, uh, so, and then, and then she says we do all kinds of crazy things and, uh, and, and it, it's really kind of gross. So I won't get into a lot of it. But uh, it, it really, as I, I speak to her, and I'm so intrigued with it, I was thinking, you know, it, it appeals and, and that speaks of, of who we are, the nature of who we are as human beings. We, we love to know how things work. We'll spin a mouse around, cut his brain open just to see what's happening because we love to know how things work. And so we get our telescopes and we get our microscopes and we study the universe and and we can explain things. We, we can explain how flowers reproduce. We, we're able to tell how fast light can travel. And we know the source of thunder. We know the, the, the distance from earth to the sun. We know the topography. And we've learned and educated ourselves to the to topography of the moon. Uh, we can transplant the ailing, uh, the, the ailing heart of one human being. Uh, remove that with a healthy one from another human being. It is knowledge. Knowledge. It has empowered us. Uh, and now we can make ships of iron and Calls iron to float on the water. Steel, thousands of pounds of steel. We can cause to take off and fly meet, hundreds of meters above the earth, across the oceans and around the world. Uh, we, we've studied the cosmos. We can explain cross-pollinization. We, we understand how a seed grows and develops and the reproduction of mammals. We, we know how things work. But... Friends, no matter how powerful the lens of our telescopes, how, how the strength of the microscope, the simple truth is this. You cannot measure a miracle. You cannot explain the source of a day. You cannot grasp the concept of there being nothing. And all of a sudden, out of nothing, something appears. That out of God, flowers begin to grow. Birds begin to sing. That He is the seed of all living things. He's the hydrogen and the oxygen. And though we may need substance to create, God needs nothing to create. Come on. You say, well, I don't have much to work with. That's fine. God doesn't need anything to work with. He can do it just because of who he is. But since we cannot understand him, humanity rejects him because now we are so intelligent, we are so wise and smart and we've learned a lot about creation but missed the purpose and that is knowing the creator. Because in order to study God, you must attend the school of faith. See, the greatest gift that God has given us is not our ability to learn, but our ability to believe. <laughs> you can believe. He doesn't, Jesus Christ doesn't compliment people's education. He compliments their faith. I'm not saying you should stay dumb and not go to school. But I'm saying if you're so smart you can't worship God, then really you're silly. In Holland we'd say you're stupid. 
Come on, if you're so wise you can't worship, you really don't know Jack Diddley squat. If you're so intelligent, you're too good to get up off your pew and say hallelujah. You've missed the meaning to life. Hallelujah. Because this is what it's about. Oh, you might not have a degree. You might not have much of an education. But you can believe. You can have great faith. You can see miracles in your congregations. You can have revival in your world. Hallelujah. 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 When is the last time you heard an intellectual say, that's a miracle? Intellectuals don't say miracle. They, they say it's unexplainable. Oh, it's, it's yet to be discovered. <laughs> but when the lawyer's books come to a conclusion and that doctor's book has come to the final page and it's still unexplainable. Hey, you go ahead and come into a little preacher. Come to a preacher in a little old church and I'll tell you something. I've got the answer for when the doctors don't have the answer. I've got the explanation for when the answer's not known to man. It's five letters. J E S U S. I've come to tell somebody's family problem. There is a solution. I've come to tell somebody's sickness in your body. There is an answer. It's It's Jesus. Hey, if this kind of preaching don't get you on your feet, don't plan on standing tonight. I just gave you the solution to every problem you're ever going to have. You ought to be on your feet saying, Jesus, Jesus. Hallelujah. I remember when Tone came to God, man in my church, came in, he had a sack, little plastic sack. All he had was pairs of underwear, some socks. 25 years he'd been addicted to heroin. Lived underneath the bridge. I drove over to go to church every Sunday morning. 49 years old. Ran away from home when he was nine. Done everything. He had met with every doctor, been in and out of drug rehabilitation, everything you can imagine. And finally they had come to the conclusion... Tone, you're going to have to learn to live and manage this addiction. So they gave him in the Netherlands, drugs, uh, soft drugs are legal. And they give heroin addicts uh, methadone or meth. It's uh, just to keep them going, kind of props them up. It's actually worse than heroin. And uh, so they, they gave him a, a weekly supply of this methadone. And, and he would take that. And, but when he, he came in to the house of the Lord. Today. The same, the same doctor that said, I don't know how you're going to get this. You're going to have to learn how to manage it. They're scratching their heads saying, I don't know how it happened. I know you don't know how it happened because you haven't been to the right school. I can't explain it all. I don't understand it, but I've come to tell you about it. You cannot measure a miracle. He lives on the first level of, a, of an apartment complex. And, and the, the, a few weeks ago, there was a lady up on the second level who'd been battling depression. And her uh, social worker came by to visit her. And as she came through the door, the girl had just put a noose around her neck. Standing on a chair. 
The, the, the social worker started talking to her, talking to her, talking to her, talking. Don't come closer, she said. I'm going to kill myself. She said, I talked to her for about 35 minutes. And then all of a sudden, Tone, the guy I just told you about, put him up there on the screen. I'm going to show you Tone. I, he, he's played, this, is, this is Tone now. He's the worship leader. That's the guy they said was going to have to manage his methadone. He leads worship every fifth Sunday in the church. Hallelujah. Because you can't measure a miracle. He got out there. He started playing his guitar. He didn't know what was going up on the, on, up on the second level. He started singing, there is power in the name of Jesus. There is power in the name of Jesus. To break every chain. To break every chain. Social worker came to church the next Sunday because she said when Tone started singing that, that that girl took it off took that noose off and said I want to live she said I don't understand how that happened how, can you explain to me sir how this could happen I said no I, I, I don't really have some educational intellectual explanation I can tell you it was Jay he has you has and you can't measure it you just gotta believe it We, we, we live in this world where everything's got to be figured out and understood in order to be believed. What scares me is we bring our, we bring our measurement mentality into the church. Come on. We're not as radical as we used to be, but we're a whole lot smarter. Oh, and, and I mean, we got to get our degrees and we got to have a pastor with a diploma. Hey, you know what? I, I, uh, I, don't, I, I don't really care how many degrees you got if you can't cast the devil out. I'm not saying be stupid. Go, I've, got a, I've got a bachelor's degree, an associate's degree. I got all that jazz. But let me tell you something. That's not what gives me the power to stand in front of drug addicts, convicts, demon-possessed people. It is not. Let not your degree, let not your education puff you up to the place you forget who you were. We bring this little mentality in the church trying to measure everything out and we, we start trying to figure praise out and, oh, bless the Lord, all my soul, uh, and all that is within me. Oh, let's bless the Lord. Uh, I will praise the Lord uh, at all times. I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall continually be in my mouth. Boy, when you start saying stuff like that in an atmosphere like this, people start running the aisles. People start rolling on the floor. People. You know why they call us holy rollers? Because we used to actually roll on the floor. I said we used to actually roll on the floor. I know we know better than that now. Oh, well, it doesn't take all that. that you know, that's a little bit over the limit. I mean, running the aisle and shouting and dancing and oh, that's just a little bit. Oh, but you know why it's over the limit for you? Because you've got something to set limits with. But when you don't live with a ruler in your hand, when you don't live with a measure in your hand, there are no limits to God. So there are no limits to my praise. That's why I shout. That's why I dance. That's why I leap. That's why I rejoice. That's why I run. That's why I roll. 
here. This is why we're here. Because apostolic, tongue-talking, holy-rolling, that's hallelujah. And it's alive today. It's alive today. It's alive today. But if you want to really get them going, start preaching about holiness. How that without it, you are not going to see the Lord. You know what's great? We got two holy rollers here. I guarantee they're both above the age of 25. Come on, before it's over with, we better have somebody in my generation rolling. A pure generation teaching that, 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 that you, you, there's some things we don't do. Oh, oh, yes. Yeah. What do you mean? We can't just, we, we can't just wear a little bit and cut a little bit and trim a little bit and go there a little. And I mean, it's not that, I mean, it's not that. I mean, you can watch it on the internet now. It's not that big of a deal, you know. I mean, you're fresh you know what it is? It's just a bunch of rules. You want to know why it's rules to them? Because they carry around a ruler. Trying to measure it, trying to figure it out, trying to comprehend it. But it's not a rule that keeps me confined. It's a rule that keeps you safe. It's a rule that keeps you safe. For without holiness, you cannot be safe. Saved. I'm thankful. I'm thankful. I'm thankful for holiness. I'm thankful for righteousness. Oh, well, miracles, you know, those are good and fine and dandy, but I don't know, you know, they're not for the church today. And we, you know, those were great in the time of Jesus and blah, blah, blah. I had a, had a lady come in just a couple months ago. Wednesday night, we had altar call. Yes, we have altar call on Wednesday night. Amen. Hallelujah. Wednesday night at altar call, she came to the front, went to lay my hand on her. She threw herself down on the floor. My floor, our floors aren't quite this uh, beautiful. They're uh, concrete floors. She threw herself down on the floor, started banging her head against the, the concrete floor. Her eyes rolled in the back of her head and little, little lady, probably about this tall, 95 pounds. And she started talking like a man and obviously demon possessed and and so i i did not turn to my uh, business degree let me think what my professor taught me there in economics what what was it i no 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 i'm not bashing it i'm just saying I, we get a little bit too caught up on these things sometimes I went over to her and she's banging her head against the floor. This thing is trying to take her. I said, in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, I command you to come out and to be removed from this lady in Jesus' name. 
All of a sudden, she stopped, and you could see peace begin to come from the top of her head to the soles of her feet. I said, get up. You're going to have to throw up. She got up. She went to the bathroom. While she was throwing up, we had three other people receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. She came back out. About ten minutes later, she stood to my left, right about right there in my church, raised her hands, repented of her sins, and God filled her with the gift of the Holy Ghost. How? How? How did that happen? I, that's her right there getting baptized. Hey, hey, how did that happen? Let me tell you. I don't understand how it happens. I just believe you can't measure it. You're never going to figure it out. So just start believing. Hallelujah. We measure ourselves by what we wear and what, what, what kind of phones we have. We We measure the church, the praise, the preaching. It has to be exactly like this before we can have a move of God. Until finally what's scary is we hold up our measuring tape and start measuring God. And then we get frustrated. Because how do you measure as far as the east is from the west? Do you measure from everlasting to ever? How do you measure from glory to glory? Hey, the truth is, baby, you're never going to be able to figure it all out. You can't measure a miracle. You can't measure God. somebody I said you can't measure God you can't measure everlasting you can't measure his glory I said young lady you can't measure his glory the glory on your head you need to take your measuring tape away from it and when you learn you can't measure glory all of a sudden you realize I've got power on my head because of the eight. Well, if you're sick, come forward. We call for the sick. All right, man. What you got? Oh, you got a headache. Oh, good. God can do that. What you got? Ingrown fingernail. Put that on the finger on there. <laughs> Boom! He can heal that fingernail. Oh, you're blind. Hey, I got a good blind dog, C&I company. They're bringing these Belgium dogs. Great. Going to help you. See, okay? God bless you. We got... We got faith for the, for the, for the back pain. And we got faith for the headache. And we got faith, but, but let, let, but, but let's... See, because the devil doesn't mind if you have faith. He's got faith. Come on. Well, I believe in God, so I'm saved. No, you believe in God, so now you're on the same theological plane as Satan. (laughs) You are saved by believing and then taking action on that faith uh, by repenting of your sins and being baptized in the name of Jesus for remission and filled with the Holy Ghost speaking with other tongues you got to do something about your faith
devil has no problem with you having faith as long as he sets the limits. He don't mind you coming to church as long as your faith resides within his boundaries. That's why you get uncomfortable when church goes a little long. That's why you get uncomfortable when people start radically worshiping and praising and rolling on the floor. That's why you get uncomfortable when holiness is preached straight. That's why you get uncomfortable. Come on, that's what they, the Pharisees said. Leave us alone. Let us alone. We believe. No, but Jesus said, I didn't come to leave you alone. He said, I've come to make you uncomfortable. To stretch and break the limits of your faith. I grew up hearing about it. You can't have big revival in Europe. Heard it my whole life. With LVR. Probably all of y'all have heard it. Oh, yeah. Well, it's Europe. Now in Africa, South America, Asia, North America, you know, that's good. But, but they would say things. I've heard this. Well, one getting the Holy Ghost in Europe, man, that's like a thousand in Africa. That's what they tell me. I say, we had 10 get the Holy Ghost. Man, that, they're like, well, that's like 10,000 in Africa. I'm like, no, that's like 10 in Africa. An African soul is not less than a, no, no. Well, that's Europe. You know, you just got to be satisfied living. We wrestle not against flesh and blood, principalities and powers, but against the I've been fighting this ruler my whole life. You live, you, you are, you, 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 it's the fight of, well, you can only do this much based upon where you're at. I know we fight against demons and spirits and maybe it's a bit out of context, but I've come to tell you the battle in the church is against the ruler. Well, that's Brother Holmes. You know, if we had a big church like that, then we could do a whole lot. But I'm just a little home missions church and, and we're by ourselves and, and we pour mouth our way right out of revival. Justifying ourselves the whole way. Well, I'm in Europe. I'm in a metropolitan area. I'm in a small town. No one wants holiness. Blah, blah, blah. I've come to challenge somebody. I've come to challenge a whole missionary, a pastor in a mill. Come on. It's not about what Brother Holmes has and you don't have. It's not about what country you're in. It's not about how small your city is. It's not about what color your carpet is. It's not about how the quality of your keyboard. It's not about how good or rebellious your young people are. It's about how big our God is. You're never going to reach your city talking about all the limitations. I need a pastor from a small city to stand up and say we might be small inside, but we've got a great big God. We might have a small building, but we got a big God. A small choir, but we got a big God. Stop making excuses. Stop coming up with reasons why you can't have revival. Hey, truth deserves to be preached from the biggest church in every city.
left your church, you are going to have revival. I don't care what the psychopath that's trying to tear you down is saying. Put your dancing shoes on. You've got a reason to rejoice. You've got a God that's bigger than your enemy, bigger than your mountain, bigger than your pain. Bible tells us about a lady with issue of blood came to Jesus. Have have mercy on me, the son of David. My daughter is grievously vexed with the devil, she said. Church board measured her up. She said, now hold on. Hold on, Jesus. Now our church is not made for this demographic. It is not made for this culture. And they came to the conclusion that she would not fit in to what they were trying to accomplish at that time. There are people that come through our doors and before they even get a chance to sit down, we've already. I had a lady come in. She was, uh, where, I, where I work, prostitution's legal. She was a prostitute. Sold her body. She used all the money to buy drugs. Had done it for years. She'd had a child, son. Son had been taken. Actually, it's sold. Protective Services said, you're never going to see him again. She came into my church broken. Said, all the way in the back. I pointed her out to you when you're there. Said, all the way in the back. Tears streaming down. She ain't got no tithe in her pocket. She ain't going to benefit me none. She ran to the front and messed up my sermon. I didn't even get to finish the great point. I don't have a lot of great points. When I finally get one, I sure don't need someone like that messing up my message. Came to the front, threw her hands up, tears started messing up her makeup. We laid our hands on her. She said, I've never felt love like what I feel here. I said, not only can you feel it around you, you can feel it in you. Ask God to forgive you. She said, forgive me. And then she started speaking with tongues. This was three years ago. We baptized her in Jesus' name. A year later, she got her boy back. He's good. He got baptized in Jesus' name. We started a Bible study with her. She said, you're going to come to my house? She said, a pastor's never come to my house. She said, I've been to lots of churches. They never come and visit me. I said, we want to come. And we want to come back next week. Let's start a Bible study. And we started a Bible study. This was three and a half years ago. We're still doing that Bible study every Tuesday morning. Uh, and over 40 people have been baptized in the name of Jesus Christ. I had the director of the largest charitable organization in the Netherlands come to my church. Because this lady, I've come to... I don't know how it works. I just know you can't measure a miracle. Johnny the, 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 came in. He was a drug dealer, smuggled in cocaine from the islands in his stomach. Came in full of everything you could imagine. I mean, he had t- just piercings, places, 
people shouldn't have them. Which they shouldn't have them anywhere, but my goodness. Some people take it to a new level. And he was rough and just didn't fit really into what you know you're trying to do here. Come on. But God filled him with the Holy Ghost. It's a year ago. He's brought over 18 people who have been filled with the Holy Ghost. Last Sunday, two days ago, he came up to me, knocked on my office door, said, Pastor, he said, I got a visitor. It's my banker lady. She works at the, she tells, hey, new converts tell everybody about Jesus. You're trying to tell me it gets sweeter and sweeter as the days go by. Hey, I don't know, because when I see the people that just got in, they seem a whole lot more radical than you that's been doing. I don't have to come up with fancy stuff. They just get excited talking about the day they were baptized. That they don't need revelatory truths about facts they believed in their whole life. They can get up and say, yeah, God is good. Yeah, God, oh, come on. It gets better then you ought to act like it got sweeter it gets sweeter and sweeter it wasn't just his banker it was the financial director the CFO of the largest mortgage company not in my city but in the whole country sitting on the second row of my little church you know who invited her that drug dealer with all the piercings I don't know how I just know you can measure a miracle Jesus she said Jesus thou son of David have mercy well now I hear this preached normally like this is the, 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 the royal pity party of the Bible Oh, this lady was having a first-class pity party. Jesus, please feel sorry for me. That's not what she was saying. This was not a pity. God does not respond to pity parties. I don't care what you're going through, baby. I've, I've buried a daughter and I've got some major problems I've had in my life. And I've learned through life, God does not respond to pity parties. Job had one for three chapters and finally God said, shut up boy, put your pants on, stand up like a man and let me blast you a little while. No, it wasn't a pity. You know, I know it wasn't a pity party because in the 25th verse of that 15th chapter of Matthew, the Bible says she came in worship. Pity party people don't worship. They sit on the back with their arms folded across their chest complaining about everybody that don't do them no good. But, but I'm talking about a lady that Jesus said had great faith. She said, I'm going to worship. Come on, I've come to preach to somebody going through hell. You need to get up off, come on, off that pew. Take your thumb out of your mouth. Stop acting like a defeated loser. Stand up and raise your hands and say, yes, I love you, Jesus. You're worthy, Jesus. You're marvelous, Lord. Great is the Lord and greatly to be praised in the city of our God, in the mountain of beautiful, beautiful, beautiful. Come on, I need somebody going through a mess Needing a miracle That'll give God praise right where you're at
10. Oh, hallelujah. She said, he said, I'm, it's not me to get, take the children's bread and give it to a dog. She said, truth, Lord. You're right. I know where I'm from. I know, what, I know all the reasons I shouldn't and couldn't. I'm not here to argue about me. I'm here to talk about your table. Hey, notice that when she started worshiping him, he started talking about her situation. When she started saying, Jesus, I love you. I praise you. Lord, I need you. I need you more than anything. I love you and I glorify you. He said, you're just a dog. He, he took, it might have been a bad reference, but at least he was talking. Before, he, before that, he had been ignoring her. I've come to talk to somebody, heaven's brass, and you haven't felt a goosebump in 13 years. You know why? It's because you haven't been upon your feet magnifying the Lord. But if you would stand up and give God praise in the middle of it all, I promise you, he would look down and say, my God, kid, you're living with the dogs. She said, you're right, but it's not about me. He, she said, it's about you. And just because I can't sit at the table doesn't mean you can't give me some food. Have mercy on me. Have mercy on me. She said, I'm not asking to be put in the lineage of Abraham. I'm not asking to go into the holy place. She said, I'm not asking for those things. She says, I know they're not possible. She said, but, but, oh, give thanks to the Lord for he is good and his endureth she said there's no limit to your mercy so my faith is going to grab the limitless part of you because forever reaches down to where I'm at and mercy can get to where I'm at mercy can get and Jesus said wow wow this lady has faith not only for where I am the disciples were confined to that moment in the dispensation but great faith didn't measure the moment she said I'm going to worship you for everything you've ever been forever you're forever you're limitless you're great you're wonderful you know what you ought to do you ought not to praise him for the mess you're in why don't you praise him for all he is when i think of the goodness of jesus and 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 think about the all pastor's wife stop stop crying about the people that left you and talking bad about you and your husband oh whoa here's me stop barking with the dogs start looking at the master and say lord you've been good to me you have been good to me you have been good to me you are a good god you are a good god you are a good Stop talking about how bad you've got it. Start talking about how good God is. And I've come to tell you, you will break out. You will have revival.
Man, I feel the Holy Ghost. God's about to work a miracle. Somebody's about to come out of depression, clinical depression that you've been battling for years. I speak against it in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. I speak against the spirit of vexation that is born weary upon men and women of God. I'm not talking about being tired. I'm talking about a weariness in your spirit. But the Lord is about to come with his joy. And the joy of the Lord is about to step into your heart and be your Come on, I'm preaching to somebody that walked into this camp being weary. Raise your hands right now above your head. I want you to begin to clap your hands above your head with a shout of God. I want It's breaking, it's breaking, it's breaking. I feel it lifting, it's not there yet. Keep shouting, keep clapping your hands. Oh, yeah, 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 Jesus! Jesus! If you, if you would have just been here when my, my brother was still alive. You could have healed him when he got the headache. You could have healed Lazarus when it was just a tumor. You could have healed him when he was had the shakes and he was pouring sweat. At least there was breath in his lungs, Jesus. But now he's dead and has been dead four days. We had faith, but now he's dead. And Jesus said. Jesus said, hey, take me, take me. Where do you want to go? Take me to the place where you've laid him. He said, I want you to take me to the place where you say, I can't. He said, lay that ruler out there, baby. You had faith for the headache. But now he's gone. Is this the end? Take me to the end of your faith. Take me to the place. He's calling somebody to take him to the place at the end of your ruler. Where, sir? Where is it, mom? Where you said, there's no hope anymore. I've given up. It's over. 
I'm just going to be satisfied pastoring 55 people. That's just the way. It's my lot in life. I'm just going to be satisfied with my family being torn up. I've learned to live like this. He said, take me to the tomb. Take me to the end of your measuring tape. And when he got there, he looked at it and he said, Lazarus! He said, no, no, no. There's only one way that you're ever going to break this ruler. Defeating it comes by destroying it. We're not going to measure it anymore. We're not going to confine you anymore. We're not going to limit you anymore. church we're gonna leave this and we're gonna leave this camp meeting with a determination we're gonna have the biggest revivals we've ever had we're gonna have the greatest outpourings we've ever had we're gonna have signs and wonders and miracles next camp meeting we're gonna hear testimonies of the dead getting up not in Africa not just in South America, but somebody in, come on, somebody in Mississippi, somebody in Louisiana, somebody in California, somebody in Oklahoma, somebody in Arkansas is going to say, I took God. I need a home missionary pastor. I need a home missionary pastor. Come on, I need somebody breaking. Come on, do I have somebody that says, Shout for him. Catch it. Break it. Dance on it. Dance on it. Come on, right now. Right now, God is about to work miracles. God is about to heal cancer. Where's Brother Smith? I want us laying our hands on. Where are the lame? Let them walk. We're not limiting you. God, you can't measure a miracle. You can't measure a miracle. Come on, somebody. You can't measure it. Speak revival for your church right now. I declare it in Jesus' name. Speak it bigger than you've ever spoken. Yes, revival. <laughs> Somebody shout it for yourself. off your praise take the limitations off your faith take the restrictions and the breaks off stop worrying about how just start believing now now is my time for harvest now is my hour for breakthrough now is my season right now right now right now Somebody said, oh, I've heard it before. Why? 
Oh, little David showed up at the camp. And those people of God had measured it all out. They knew how big he was, how tall he was. They knew that the dementia of his spear, is, uh, and they knew the weight of its head. They knew the weight of his, of his armor. They knew all the They had it all measured out. And they had come to the educated, foregone conclusion, we can't win. But a little shepherd boy. <laughs> oh, Saul said, Saul said, hey, bud, you need to try my armor. Nah, that's okay, David said. I'll go ahead and stick with what I know works. He went out to meet what the intellectuals of that generation said was too big. And he said, you come at me with a sword, a spear, and a shield. He said, I got your measurements. But I come to you. In the of the Lord of host. You know what a host is? A host is a number that cannot be counted. He said, you've got seven feet, nine feet, whatever. He said, you've got, oh, okay, 15 pounds. You've got that girth and that weight. He said, hold on. Let me see. Let me see how big my God is. One translation says, he, I come at you in the God of all the stars. He said, hold on. You've got nine feet. I've got 1,000, 2,000, 3,000, 4,000, 5,000, 6, 1 billion, 337 million, 332, 1,300. It's a host. The name of the Lord is bigger than anything you're going up against. Yeah, you've got a host. I said you're going home with a host. You're going home with a host. Need somebody to start shouting like you've got a host on your side, like you've got a number that cannot be counted, like you've got a I need somebody that needs healing to start rejoicing, somebody that needs deliverance to start shouting. Yes. Somebody dance on this. Somebody show them. We're not going to be confined to the limitations. Come on. Greater is he that's in me than he that's in the world. I can do all things through Christ that strengtheneth me. Yea, we are more than conquerors through Christ Jesus who loved us. This is the day which the Lord hath made. I will rejoice and be glad in it. Oh, rejoice, 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 rejoice. Well, there's a miracle right here. 
right now there's a miracle I would to God this entire place right now would become an altar I would to God you would turn around and begin to lay your hands on somebody come on in the back we don't have enough room for you up here but all over this place in the back row why don't you start laying hands on somebody why don't you start prophesying why don't we let the gifts of the spirit begin to operate in this house come on why don't somebody come on come on mama believe again come on mama believe again come on daddy believe great 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 you can't measure you're going home you can't measure you're going home and you can't measure that's it preacher get with the preacher friend that's it home missionary find another home missionary elder get with the younger come on it doesn't matter what the counselor said family counselors give up but God don't give up come on doctors manuals have an ending but to my God there is no ending camp meeting's gonna close out but God don't ever close out You're running 30, but this is a year of breakthrough and harvest. You're about to go home. Come on, I know you're already planning for 2015, but don't forget 2014 is still here. You can have revival this year. You're going to go home and have the greatest revival you've ever had. You're going to have more miracles. You're going to have backsliders coming back. I feel it in my spirit. I felt it this afternoon in my hotel room. This is a year of a limitless, limitless. Oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah.
Yeah.